Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And welcome. Today we have a social innovator who runs a social enterprise in a very cold area of Canada. So Wendy Morrison is the founder of YZED Projects. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you for having me, Peter. Okay, so let's start with your academic career after high school. Tell us where you went and what you studied. Yeah, well, I had a bit of a unique um, university career. I started actually in um, the military college, uh, Royal Roads um, Military College based out of Victoria. Uh, and, and, and it really gave me a, a really great perspective of, uh, leadership and how that's built. Um, but I wasn't, they closed the, the, the college, um, after my second year. And so I moved on to Concordia university and I had a real interest in, um, international development and political science, uh, and, and really looking at how we're supporting communities. And so that was my interest, and Concordia was a really great school for that. So that uh, was where... in uh, Quebec, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I got to enjoy Montreal and um, all its diversity. So it's really interesting to talk about international development, and you really have to know what you're talking about because there's people from all over the world, um, you know, some that even came to Canada as refugees in those classes, having those conversations. So what happened next after Concordia? So I was fortunate to be able to participate in a number of um, youth opportunities, um, to be able to travel to different countries uh, with volunteer work and um, and employment, and so I was in Guyana, St. Kitts and Nevis, uh, and St. Lucia, um, where I worked a real variety of jobs, and uh, you know got to sort of see firsthand how government and nonprofits and businesses are are working. Okay, so what next? You have you have a long academic career. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. You know, I actually also grew up as an army brat. And so I think I have this nature of just kind of going with the flow and, and you know, sort of being okay with what the universe is putting in front of me. Um, and so I uh, met uh, one of the, the, the leaders uh, for the group that I was working with in Guyana, and he worked for um, an NGO out of Banff. Um, and and hired me to come to Banff and, and work with their NGO. Um, I ended up working with the Banff Center for the Arts for a number of years, and uh, and then again in health education, doing HIV, uh, AIDS education, and prevention work. Um, and so a little bit of everything, uh, but that really sort of started my career and my passion for working with nonprofit organizations. But somehow you ended up in British Columbia. Yeah, so when I left Banff, um, and I think that was more of a personal and financial, um, you know, for personal and financial reasons, uh, but I moved on to uh, work for a um, social justice organization in Vancouver, um, and I was there for a short period of time before I headed north up to Yukon, uh, where I've been now for 17 years. 
and it's a little different than uh, some of the countries you've been to where it's been a little warmer. Yeah, absolutely. I did my time in the southern climates, and now I'm up in the north. And, you know, for someone who... uh, you know, just didn't really have that place of home, um, you know, for most of my life. Uh, there's just something about the Yukon that just grabbed me from the beginning. And it, um, and it's a real, it's a beautiful place, but it's also a really beautiful community up here. So I've been hooked. Okay, well, where I'm uh, speaking from, it's close to 20 degrees. What's the temperature up there today? Uh, today, the morning starts out a little chillier, so we're at minus 14, but by um, midday, um, we'll be at um, probably about minus 2, minus 4 maybe, um, but the sun is so strong this time of year, and so, uh, yeah, this is the, the time of year we get out in, in t-shirts and, um, and enjoy the blue sky and, yeah, strong uh, equinox sun. Okay, so... Now we have to get into your organization. It's a little complicated name. I'm going to say what it is first, and then you're going to explain it. Y-Z-E-D Projects. Yeah, so it's pronounced WISE Projects, um, and it there's a, there's a number of reasons for the name, but when I was looking at, you know, sort of the work that I wanted to do, there were sort of these, these uh, words um, that really just resonated with me, um, and one of them was revised, um, another one was revitalized, um, and so that just became sort of the, the uh, impetus for the, the business name. So how long has that organization been operating? Yeah, so I started Wise Projects uh, about two years ago, almost to the day, and um, and it's just been kind of slowly evolving um, as as a business and our as well as our team. What did you do before that? So again, I've been in the nonprofit sector for decades. Um, you know, right prior to starting the business, I worked for an environmental uh, nonprofit uh, that does really amazing conservation work here in the Yukon um, and as part of a national organization with chapters across the country. Uh, before that, I worked for a um, community society that ran a community center um, in, in a rural community in, uh, in Yukon. And uh, yeah, it's been such a variety of organizations, but the sort of the core element in all of them has been that they are nonprofits. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is they're all based on giving back to community. Absolutely. And, and that's rather key. Okay, so let's dive into what WISE in terms of products, services, programs, events. Yeah, so really WISE came about uh, because I was seeing the cha- the same challenges in so many organizations, and, and I just felt like there was a way to come up with some creative solutions for organizations um, to not have to struggle as much as they do to do the great work that they do. And um, so that was the basis of it. And so at, at, at the core... Um, of our enterprise is is revised, and so with that, we're trying to we're developing a 
an open source toolkit, which has really simple and easy to use resources um, that all organizations would have access to openly. Um, and then, you know, and I, and I like to call that like if, if mom made a care package for an organization, what would be in it? Um, and so like that, that's sort of what I think about, um, you know, when I try and, um, you know, kind of as we sort of curate these, you know, these wealth of resources, um, to sort of pare down to the core of, of, you know, what organizations might need. And then, you know, to accompany that, we also are developing, um, a whole series of automated forms and digital tools that sort of can help organizations, um, kind of be efficient and effective uh, and, and really uh, make their work a little uh, smoother um, and simpler. And so I like to use the analogy of if you're, you know, uh, if your neighbor who just went off to tech school came and took that package um, and worked his magic, those would be the things um, you know, that, that would be created in, in that package. And then, you know, I think resources are great, but you also need the services, those support services to help organizations sort of work through some of those pieces. And so we, we just have a whole series of kind of adaptive customized uh, services. Um, and a lot of this is being developed in just working with organizations, um, you know, day to day, uh, we've we've worked with a couple of organizations um, for you know one for over 18 months, and you know we've just come in at various intervals, and we've been helping with you know quite a large transition. Um, we've been working hand in hand with organizations as they've kind of adapted uh, their work through COVID um, and other disruptions with their organizations, and so our our services are and resources are always evolving. Uh, and and we're continuing to bring in, um, you know, great, passionate young people to help develop them. So I'm excited to see sort of how it all evolves and, and where we where we grow. So you're not doing it all yourself. You build a, a team that operate periodically or full time. Are you the only full time employee? Uh, I, there's two of us full time right now, um, and I'm hoping uh, I have an, an, another person starting um, full time in April. And uh, you know, again, hoping that we can continue and keep them both on permanently, and then start to grow uh, the team with other. Uh, yeah. So, big question: funding. Where do you get the money from? So, you know, at the, you know, at, at a startup level, uh, we're being creative. So I, I, I certainly don't want, um, our team to be, you know, um, you know, just labeled as, you know, management consultants. Um, but at the same time, the management consultants do great work. Um, and we've had the benefit of being able to sort of take on a few, uh, contracts with organizations and, uh, you know, do the work that we've set out, but we've, we've used those contracts to piggyback, um, into, onto developing the, the, the work that the behind the scenes revised, uh, resources that we want to be building. So, um, we're, we're doing a little, we're doing a lot kind of on the side of that. Uh, and then this year we had some, 
partnerships with uh, nonprofit and government um, to provide some very specific um, resources for organizations as they were adapting to um, to COVID. Uh, and and so, uh, but we we hope that we'll be able to kind of create a, a variety of packages um, that work for organizations. So some might be sub subscription uh, style. Uh, so they're they're just paying for, um, you know, kind of smaller amounts that work for uh, their budgets and, and their funding levels. Uh, or it might be uh, one-offs where they can take advantage of project funding. Um, so we're we're still working on sort of how it all is all going to come together. So one of the challenges of an organization that's fairly new, where do you see yourself in three years? I would love to have a uh, permanent team of uh, individuals who are working with us and um, to really be. Uh, you know, kind of looking at what organizations need. So the Yukon's really unique. It, it's um, it's it's a small population of about you know slightly over forty thousand people, uh, but within that we have nearly eight hundred nonprofit organizations. So that's one for every fifty people here. Um, so what we want to be able to do is sort of continue to be able to look at the challenges for organizations here, um, and look at solutions for uh, you know everything from um, you know planning to uh, you know uh, board training to dealing with burnout in the teams um, that we're working with and uh, you know so we really want to be able to kind of be able to shift and and uh, you know create um, solutions and tools for organizations as we go and then we we also acknowledge that you know the Yukon is not unique um, so we would love to be growing as a Yukon based business providing solutions for organizations um, across the country so there's 170,000 nonprofit organizations across the country uh, you know again the challenges are not unique to our organizations we're seeing the same across the country and in fact we've you know we've worked with a couple of organizations outside of Yukon already um, and so we'll see you know we'll see sort of what that um, you know that growth expansion looks like but I would really love to be just working with a, a team of young passionate people that are learning about different organizations um, and the great work that we do and we're just passionate about um, you know how do we make their uh, work easier um, and more effective so that they can continue uh, doing their great work. So Wendy, talk about the importance of partnerships. I, I think that's critical. I, I think for me, when I look at, you know, when I, when I look at a, a vision of, you know, what is going to build a thriving community, I think it takes partnerships. I think we need uh, government and business and nonprofit entities to all be working together. Um, let's get out of these silos. Let's look at the big picture. And I also think, you know, this idea that nonprofits work on one side and business works on another side. Um, I, I think the walls between those two worlds are just, you know, crumbling. And I think this impact driven, um, you know, focus will be uh, seen, 
you know, across the board. And I, and I think we'll start to see businesses and nonprofits working more collaboratively, uh, working in partnership, learning from each other. And so I think partnerships are critical. Um, and, you know, and making use of that expertise at all levels of, you know, of the, of the work. And so, you know, bringing in these great consultants that have been working with, you know, organizations for decades and bringing in their expertise and helping them, um, you know, share their knowledge uh, and expertise with young people who are just coming into uh, the world and gaining their skills, but have great ideas and, uh, you know, enthusiasm. And, you know, so that that level of partnership is also really important at the core of, of uh, our business and the, and the work that we do and the model that we want to create with our business. What about communities of faith? Do they have a role in terms of partnerships or or being part of what you're doing? Oh, ab- absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we, we've seen, you know, we've, we've seen churches and, um, you know, social justice groups within, um, you know, organizations do incredible work for the community. Um, and they, uh, you know, they in some ways are their own hubs um, as, as you know, so those natural hubs there, you know, there's such great opportunity to, um, connect with them and, uh, you know, to, to bring those into, uh, you know, partnerships of great work. So Wendy, talk about the indigenous community. I'm sure you've got one up there and how do you connect with them? Yeah, the Yukon is again, really unique. We, you know, uh, almost 25% of our population um, is First Nations. Uh, you know, we have, you know, thriving First Nation communities um, that are are leading the way in um, some of this great social and environmental work that's happening um, in our communities. And, you know, uh, going back to that, that piece about partnership, um, you know, there's, there's just really... Um, amazing partnerships that have happened and connection um, that happens across the board. And so, um, you know, I, I, I love any chance that we get to work in our, the smaller communities that we have um, across the territory and, um, and to be uh, learning. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to be learned. And, um, and I'm just, yeah, amazed at, at some of the, the innovation and the leadership that's um, that's coming out of some of our, our rural communities. So talk about events. I think I saw something on your website about an event that you either held or you were part of. Yeah, so again, I feel like we need to be breaking out the conversations from, you know, within our, our you know, our silos and, you know, be looking at, um, you know, social impact across across the board. So, with that, this year um, we were part. We've been really active in um, conversations with the social enterprise working group that's newly started in the Yukon, and as well, we led in hosting um, a social sector summit. Um, and so we had. <clears throat> Uh, over 100 people attend the social sector summit from government and business, uh, First Nations, and uh, and of course nonprofits. And you know we we talked about 
uh, you know, social impact. We talked about what's happening. We had our senator join us to talk about what's happening at the Senate um, and their their work to, um, you know, to shift the the dynamic for uh, nonprofits and, and the charitable sector across the country. Um, and then just what's happening in our own communities, what's happening in organizations uh, and uh, and so we're really excited to be introducing some new concepts, uh, you know, have that dialogue started, and we hope that we get to continue that in, in future years and keep the, the conversation growing. Sounds to me like you're an advocate as well as uh, running a business. <laughs> I think I am seeing that, you know, the two have to go hand in hand um, because there's a lot of, there's a, there is a lot of um, misinformation about the nonprofit sector um, and its impact on community and even our economy. Uh, and we're, we're a strong force, but if people don't know that, then it's harder to um, engage and um yeah, and really see the supports for the sector uh, be introduced. So I think I, I think I have um, accepted that those two go hand in hand, and um, and and I think that's also really exciting. I think you know, being having a part of my job be to um, you know get to go and share the great work that's happening um, in the nonprofit sector, and you know, really help tell the, the story uh, and be their cheerleader is, 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 uh, is a real, is a real gift. Okay. So you've done a lot of education. You've moved around a bit. You've been in warm countries and now you're in a cold part of the world. So how do people reach your organization? What's, what's your website? Uh, so we are wisedprojects.com and uh, you better spell that out. <laughs> so Y-Z-E-D um, projects.com. Uh, okay. And we have a great little video up there um, that's a minute and a half and, and really sort of tells our story. Terrific. Well, it's been a real pleasure, Wendy. And uh, I look forward to items in the news where... Uh, Mr. Biden and Mr. Trudeau are supporting the work you're doing. So thank you for your time today. Thank you again, Peter, for it was a great conversation.